0: and Wildcats do battle on Saturday night under the lights at williams Bryce Stadium at each individual position unit. We'll start in their center. QB1, Spencer Rattler against Devin Leary. This is a game where both quarterbacks should have ample opportunities to have a lot of success when you look at the two secondaries in this football game, right? We all know about South Carolina, their struggles stop in the past. Meanwhile, Kentucky... Guys, they haven't fared much better, right? You look at Devin Leary, and this was a guy that was thought of, guys, he was a preseason ranked by some top five quarterback in the SEC, coming over from NC State, was fantastic two years ago. A lot of us had high expectations for Devin Leary, what his game could be, especially with the weapons around him and Liam Cohen returning as the offensive coordinator in Lexington. He has come on of late, no doubt, but still has not lived up to the hype and expectations that surrounded him in the preseason. 19 touchdowns to eight interceptions with the Kentucky Gunslinger, 2,063 yards for Leary to this point, 206.3 yards per game. Meanwhile, on the South Carolina side, you've got Spencer Rattler, who Every single game at williams Bryce Stadium is electric. Maybe if this game was at Kroger Field, maybe you could talk me into somewhat of a push, but even then, that would be a stretch. Spencer Rattler is playing out of this world, one of the best quarterbacks, not just in the SEC, but all the college football, a guy that I still Don't think is getting enough credit for what he's doing with the lack of help and resources around him. So I give the nod to South Carolina guys because of what Spencer Rattler has done. Again, Devin Leary come on strong the last couple weeks, but certainly has not been that, that dynamic playmaker under center that many of us were expecting him to be in the preseason. At the running back position, I give Kentucky the nod. And I'll say this too, guys, as a bit of a preface to some of these, Like, in a lot of these matchups, the the advantage for one side or the other has been quite large, right? Like, there's been a gap between, hey, here's the advantage, and it's a long way from being a push, right? I will say, admittedly, looking at this ballgame and these position units, starting here with running back, it's not that wide margin that we've seen in weeks past. Marbago Anderson has really come on as one of the better backs, guys, I think, in the SEC East. Like, what he's given the South Carolina running game, giving them even a, a jolt of hope is wildly impressive. When you look at the numbers and what he's doing behind a shoddy offensive line at best, 300 less rushing yards than what Ray Davis has. He's been great for South Carolina this season. But, guys, it's not just about the starter when it comes to a position like this. It is about depth, right? So I think you could argue Ray Davis and Mario Anderson pretty fairly even, actually. I, I might still lean the way of Ray Davis, but especially of late, I would say Mario Anderson has been much better. Love what Ray Davis obviously gives Kentucky guys. He is just shy of... Of 1,000 yards, 929 yards to his credit, 5.8 yards per carry, and 11 touchdowns. He's averaging, Ray Davis alone is averaging more rushing yards per game than South Carolina as a football team averages. He's averaging 92.9 yards per game. South Carolina around 91 yards per game rushing as a team. But again, guys, depth. Depth plays a large role in why the Cats get the nod here. Unfortunately, South Carolina littered with injuries. Juju McDabble, Dikevion Joyner, those guys are out. South Carolina having to turn a true freshman, Dontavius Braswell, as their backup. And listen, he showed flashes in that game against Vandy. He's shown flashes at times this year, but a complete unknown. Beyond him, guys, I mean, you're looking at walk-ons, right? The running back depth is a real concern right now. Kentucky's got... Demi Sumo Karnbe, the NC State transfer, behind Ray Davis. And listen, Ray Davis. I mean, Demi Sumo hasn't been out of this world. 18 carries for 134 yards, 7.4 yards per carry, and a touchdown. They've also have Jutan McLean, 26 carries for 138 yards, 5.3 yards per carry, and a touchdown. The depth that Kentucky features. I didn't even mention, by the way, Ramon Jefferson, eight ca- or excuse me, 14 carries for 115 yards, 8.2 yards per carry. The depth that Kentucky features largely outweighs the depth that South Carolina features. So I think it's a pretty even matchup when you look at the RB1s, but you got to look deeper than that, guys, because in a game like this, multiple running backs will play. And so in that, with that taken into account, Kentucky has the clear advantage at the running back position. We moved a wide receiver, and guys, in the preseason, I would have probably said take Kentucky, especially if I knew that Juice Wells wasn't going to be involved. But admittedly, it's the Kentucky passing game that's been underwhelming this year, surprisingly underwhelming, right? I mean, and it hasn't been bad, but it just hasn't been up to expectations, right? I mean, Dane Key and Barryon Brown were fantastic as freshmen last year. They've been okay. They've been okay. Dane Key, 32 catches, 477, four touchdowns. Not bad. Babyon Brown, 34 catches, 361, two touchdowns. Not bad.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: But South Carolina's got Xavier Legat, man. And there is arguably, outside of Malik neighbors, there's arguably nobody better in the SEC. I give South Carolina the nod at the wide receiver position, guys. I-, I like Key and Brown. I'm worried about that matchup, admittedly but I'm giving the nod to South Carolina just because of how special Xavier Leggett has been and just because of how special the passing game has been at williams Bryce Stadium. And it's, so it's almost a guarantee that you're going to see the absolute best version of Xavier Leggett. Amarion Brown looked good last weekend. I know that was Vanderbilt, whatever, but Amarion Brown is capable. Nicholas Harbor is capable. Omega Blake is capable. Those guys have got to show more, right? So South Carolina really only has... One dependable guy week in, week out, I think, in the wide receiver position. But that one guy is better than anybody on Kentucky's roster. And so for that reason, I do give South Carolina the nod at the wide receiver position. At tight end, guys, I'm also going Gamecocks. I go Gamecocks at the tight end spot. I love the way that Joshua Simon has come on of late. Good news that South Carolina should get Trey Knox back this week as well. Simon's electric, though, man. I mean, he, I, I think Joshua Simon – when you look at the athleticism, the size, the speed, you know, I'm careful with this comparison, but Joshua Simon is, is kind of like what folks were hoping Jaheim Bell would be, right, in regards to he's a tight end that plays like a wide receiver that's built like a tight end. Like, I think that's what fans were hoping that Jaheim Bell was going to turn into, and Joshua Simon has really come along and embraced that role. He's a matchup nightmare for opposing defenses. And again, guys, like I mentioned, you get Trey Knox back from injury most likely this week. So you feel good about the state of the tight end. Uh, Jordan Dingle is a really good one for Kentucky, but hasn't been an overwhelming factor. 11 catches for 198 yards, no touchdowns to his credit this season. So the tight end has not been a big part of Kentucky's offense. They seem like they always have a good one. But right now, I do like the state of South Carolina's tight end room more than Kentucky's. Give me the Gamecocks at the tight end spot. We move to offensive line. And, guys, I'm giving Kentucky the nod here. South Carolina has come on the last couple weeks. Now, granted, Jacksonville State, Vanderbilt. I mean, really, guys, remove the Jacksonville State game because Spencer Rattler was under duress in that game as well, right? Vandy was the first time it felt like where – it felt like Spencer Rattler was somewhat untouched. I mean, he, he may have. I don't know if they got a finger on him or not, but it felt like he was untouched, had all day to operate, and you saw what happened, right? Also, the run blocking in the Vandy game was good. But I'm seeing, and this is somewhat of a side note, I'm seeing a lot of people, especially on social media, that are allowing what happened in the Vandy game to make them forget who this football team really is. This is still a football team that the offensive line is held together with duct tape. This is still an offensive line that is paving the way for 91 rushing yards per game. One of the worst in the SEC at running the football. Still an offensive line that's allowed 37 sacks to this point, the worst mark in the SEC by far, one of the worst in the country. So, you know, Kentucky's offensive line has not been great by any means, right? They haven't been great. But they've been better than South Carolina's, right? You look at the offensive attack, 136.5 yards per game rushing. They have allowed, let's see, the sack numbers. They have allowed uh, 16 sacks thus far this season. So, you know, I'm not saying Kentucky's offensive line. They've had their inconsistencies. Kentucky fans have had their gripes about the offensive line. But it's still much better. It's, It's better than South Carolina. Bottom line, again, I think the Gamecocks offensive line, they've shown some improvement over the last couple of weeks. They've shown some flashes, but I, I cannot give them credit and start making the proclamations that, man, this offensive line is really, has really found their way, right? They're really, I can't make those proclamations until we see it against Kentucky and Clemson, until we see it against someone that's not inferior competition, right? So Kentucky gets the nod at the offensive line. On the defensive line, the Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea Your first purchase. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. I'm going Kentucky here as well, guys. I mean, again, they have 23 sacks to their credit as a defense, allowing just 115.6 yards per game on the ground. South Carolina uh, has not been great getting after the quarterback. Again, guys, Kentucky, that's not like they're exactly world beaters up front. I mean, they went against Alabama last week, a team that has given up a tremendous amount of sacks this year, one of the worst in the country, and Kentucky didn't lay a hand on Jalen Milrow. So they've had their own problems when it comes to rushing the passer, but I think they've been, and you look at the numbers, they've been more effective in stopping the run. South Carolina sitting around, I think, 140 or 145 yards per game allowed. Kentucky around 115.6 yards per game. So it's slight, but I do give Kentucky the edge when it comes to the defensive front. I still think the Wildcats are ahead of where South Carolina is. At linebacker, I'm going Kentucky yet again. I'm going Kentucky yet again, guys. You know, you take a look at the linebacker position again. We heard from our good friend Nick Roush of KSR. They've had some inconsistencies there, but they are led by De'Aaron Jackson. 61 total tackles, four and a half tackles for loss, and a sack to his credit. Um, you know, they're solid. You know what you're getting in a Mark Stoops coach team? They're physical they're going to meet you at the point of attack. They embrace contact. That's what Kentucky has in their linebacker spot. Again, guys, one game against Vanderbilt is not going to make me lose sight of what South Carolina is at the linebacker position. We've seen it all season long. I like Debo Williams and the spirit and the heart that he plays with, the physicality that he plays with. The rest of the linebacker room, is it's a mystery of what you're going to get. Right? We've seen flashes from some of those guys. Bam Martin-Scott looked good last week. Stone Blanton has had moments. Uh, Jerron Willis has even gotten in the game. Grayson Pup howard has flashed in moments. But as a whole, there are more question marks than there are answers even at this point in the season when it comes to the linebacker position. For that reason, guys, I go Kentucky at linebacker. At defensive back, this one's a push for me, guys. Like I mentioned many times, neither secondary has been really all that good to me, guys. South Carolina, we all know. The worst in the SEC, I believe, at pass defense. Still, you look at what Kentucky is doing. 241 yards per game allowed through the air. Opportunities are going to be there for Spencer Rattler and Xavier Leggett, man. There's going to be plenty of opportunities to go downfield, to have some big plays, some busts coverage, and, and, and shoot off some fireworks at williams Bryce Stadium. Uh, uh, meanwhile, of course, guys, like I mentioned, South Carolina, the secondary just is what it is, what it is. Obviously, it was not really tested or exposed against Vandy. But, I mean, guys, we we saw what Jacksonville State did just a couple of weeks ago and then obviously the rest of the season as well. So, I'm going push. I don't feel comfortable giving one side the nod or the other here. But I think both quarterbacks, both, both Spencer Rattler and Devin Leary, should have opportunities to feast in this ballgame. We move to kicker and punter. I give South Carolina the nod. Guys, special teams has been a bit of an issue for Kentucky this year. You look at their punter, Wilson Berry, only averaging 39.8 yards per punt. Uh, He's got seven punts of 50-plus, 10 down inside the 20, but he's been okay. But, I mean, they've had some real issues in the punting game. Uh, Then you look at field goals. Alex Rayner has been really good for them, nine for 10 on field goal attempts. He's been fantastic, right? I still go South Carolina, though. If you want to say Rainer and Jeter are a push, that's fine. Kai Kroger's better than Wilson Berry. That, that's it. That's where it ends. Very simply put, he's just better. So I do give South Carolina the nod at kicker and punter. And finally, guys, on the coaching side of things. You know, it's a lot of fun to watch the way these position unit comparisons how they ruffle the feathers of Gamecock fans, how they just piss people off. It's it's a good talking point. It encourages the banter. On the coaching side of things, I'm going Kentucky. Mark Stoops and the Kentucky Wildcats. Let me explain why. First off, we'll look at the entire staff. Mark Stoops and Shane Beamer, one and one against each other. Okay, fair. Shane Beamer is in the third year of his coaching tenure ever as a head coach. And he's done some great things. Sits at four and six in year three. Mark Stoops is a guy. I don't have the exact number of how many years he's been there. Over 10 years, I believe, though, he's been at Kentucky, or around 10 or so. Got a couple 10 win seasons to his credit. Four straight bowl wins, I believe they had at one point. Winning eight to nine games a year. The way that Mark Stoops has elevated the Kentucky football program. Guys, they are a basketball school. Still to this day, They are a basketball school. And so, what Mark Stoops is doing at Kentucky, wildly impressive. I mean, they've had a quote unquote bad season. They're six and four with the opportunity to win eight games. South Carolina would love to be in that position. You then look at offensive coordinator. I think Liam Cohen and Dabble Loggins, I think it's a push, guys. I think it's a push. I think that, you know, Liam Cohen. Did some really nice things in Lexington in his first stint. Leaves to the NFL. Obviously, Mark Stoops identified, hey, this is a need for us. We got to get him back. They went and got Liam Cohen. Dowell Loggins very well may turn into an elite collegiate play caller. But we just don't know yet, guys. He's in year one. We just don't know. And even this year has been a mixed bag. I mean, the offense, it's been electric at home against some lesser competition. And on the road, it struggled mightily against every good team it's played. So, I, you know, I I think what Dabble Loggins has done with Spencer Rattler has been incredible, but, and he's better than Sat, for sure. I mean, no no doubt, but is Loggins long-term an elite play caller? I don't know. So, I'm going with experience. I'm going with a guy who has a proven track record. That guy is Liam Cohen. I don't think any Gamecock fan out there would argue that Clayton White is better than Brad White, the defensive coordinator for Kentucky. Not even close. Brad White, just Clayton White can't hold Brad White's jock strap if we're being totally honest. So, Kentucky gets the nod there. And then Pete Limbo. Pete Limbo, better than any special teams coordinator. I can't even tell you. I'm looking at their, their staff right now. Uh, the special teams coordinator is Jay Bolware for the Kentucky Wildcats. No matter what. No matter what. Pete Limbo gets the nod here. So we've got OC is a push, okay? DC is in favor of Kentucky. Special teams is in favor of South Carolina, okay? So the assistants are even. And then you look at Mark Stoops against Shane Beamer. Guys, what you have to separate here, this is not an indication of me telling you I'd rather have Mark Stoops leading South Carolina football right now than Shane Beamer. That's not at all what I'm saying. But nobody who does this for a living that is taken seriously would put Shane Beamer above Mark Stoops in their SEC head coaching rankings right now. Nobody would do that. Nobody who is taken seriously, who does it for a living, would do that. And if that's harsh, so be it, but that's just the reality right now. Now, listen, Shane Beamer beats Mark Stoops again, makes it two wins in a row, then maybe we're having a different conversation. But I mean, you look at Mark Stoops, his body of work against South Carolina, hasn't had any problems winning at williams Bryce Stadium, right? You look at the history, of the tenure, what he's done with the Kentucky football program, Mark Stoops gets the nod. And that Kentucky coaching staff as a whole gets the nod. So, I've mentioned this many times, guys, and I'll say it yet again. On paper, and when I look at these two teams, I think Kentucky is a better football team than South Carolina. No question. Will that mean victory for the Wildcats? Or will South Carolina find more magic at home under the lights at Williams-Brice Stadium? We shall...